Roger had the camera up to his eyes, and he stumbled and fell. I rode across the creek, got off the horse, and took my rifle out of the scabbard in case I had to make a shot. For 20 minutes with my spotlight, we watched these two creatures. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. It's a very ominous feeling. First of all, everything is one color. It's like a dark pewter color. There are no right angles anywhere. There was almost nothing other than a small foldable hatchway that looked recognizable. Everything was uh, was really unworldly. The other option is, is that these entities are in fact hybrid beings. They are some sort of a hybrid that's coming in and out of our dimension. My arm contacted him. He just fell back very unexpectedly easy into the other one. And I rolled off the table in the other direction. And uh, they came around the table and the three of them were coming towards me. All right, so... Uh, we have Jamie on today, who I went and chatted off with um, off air a couple times, and she had me, just so you guys know, she had me wide-eyed with her crazy stories. It's like classic haunting types, you know, and we wanted to have her on. Jamie, go ahead and say hi if you want. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to tell these stories. We're, we're excited to have you, for sure. Yeah, welcome, welcome. We're really ha- excited to have you, and I don't really know much about your stories, so like my brother has more knowledge than I do, so I'm really excited to, this is like a new slate for me i'm just gonna come in and it's gonna be raw reactions for me but um which is good that's the best type yeah yeah that's you to me all the time rome so this i know is gonna be good for you to pay back probably yeah. but uh so yeah we wanted to have you on you know you've had a fascinating string of paranormal events that we were talking about and uh we had like pretty much a whole day where we were chatting about it, it was insane and um going through our stuff that me and rome been through in the past and things like that but it'd be a shame to keep this stuff in the basement you know uh, so to speak because i know you've had some basement experiences <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Um, but yeah, so real quick, I mean, when did, let me just ask you, like, kind of just start the premise off, uh, when did it all start and maybe just kind of let us know, like some background, just anything that comes to mind to kind of paint the picture to start of the house or your age, you know, who was involved, just kind of start like a little bit of it if you can. Yeah. Um, so it kind of all started in 20, 2012, 2013, until I was like 12 or 13, we, we had bought land and built a house on it. So like it was fresh land, like it was a brand new house. No one lived in it. We built it on our own kind of thing. And it all kind of started. We, it's on the side of a mountain. And so it's like down south in the mountains. And so we kind of had to do a lot of landscaping to get a backyard for the house. Um, and while my dad was working on that, he was re- removing a bunch of scrub oak from like the very lowest level of the property that we had. And while he was, carrying that all out he found a very old tricycle from like 60s 50s kind of that era it's like really old really like classic cliche tricycle and he kind of just tossed it um not thinking about it nothing just threw it away in the trash can and after that like everything just kind of started getting really weird really fast so was was the house built by the way like was it already built when he found the tricycle yeah, so the house has already been built. We had lived there for about a year before we started doing landscaping because we moved in in like September of 2012. And so winter was already starting to hit. So we didn't really have a lot of stuff to do landscaping wise. And so it was was that following spring because the city that we lived in, you could do like big burns for like to clear out fields and stuff like that. And so that's what he was going to do with all of the extra wood that he cleared out from the trees. Mm-hmm. And so it was like maybe six nine months after we moved in sweet yeah I mean just to kind of paint a picture and uh she's at she's in Utah as well so she's in the same city as us or state as us rather and so it's a beautiful area if anyone's looked up Utah it's definitely like the scrub oak thing she's scrub oak thing she's talking about the mountainous type type of terrain um she's down south which is probably this area was down south which is a lot more like um it's like more farmland and lake land and like stuff like mm-hmm. that but it is still mountainous yeah. for sure like how far south are we talking? Is it like Bluffdale or like we even further, like Eagle Mountain? Like um, so it's southern Utah County, so it's oh, like gotcha. Payson area. Payson, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you want to look up the area, uh, any listeners, Payson, Utah, it's a smaller town. Actually, we have a stepbrother that was on the football team there, and we've been out there a couple times, and um, it's a small town for sure. That's why I was like yeah. burning trees, burning bushes to 
to clear it out. There's no way in the heck they're going to let us do that in the city. So, or at least. Pay yeah, no, it's, so, it's definitely out there for sure. Yeah. So when you say weird stuff happened, like what was starting to happen as soon as that trike got thrown away? So one of, one of the very first things that like timeline wise, I can pinpoint was my sisters were in high school and I was in junior high. And so they like the bell schedules and stuff, they got home before I did on the bus. And so they get home from school and like the house phone is ringing. This is like, you know, 13 or 10 years ago. So we still had like landlines and stuff in the house. The phone's ringing. So they go to answer it and it stops ringing. And then they hear another phone in another part of the house start ringing because we had phones in like every room of the house because you could do like an intercom system with them. So they go to the next room to answer the phone to be like, what is happening? That stops ringing. Another phone in a different part of the house started ringing. And so they kind of just like were going oh, wow. like on a wild goose chase trying to answer this phone. Um, they get really weirded out by it. And so they just like pick up the final one and just like hang it up and it stops ringing. And they kind of just like sat outside until I got home like an hour later. So I get home. And at this point in time, I wasn't really didn't really believe in supernatural stuff and ghosts and weird occurrences and stuff. I always tried to like explain them away. And so I get home, they tell me what happened. So I go into the house and I pick up the phone to look at the call log to see like, when was the last time a phone call had come through? And the last time a phone call had come through that was like logged, was it like 10 in the morning? So it was like five hours different. And so that same night, my parents are home at this point. My mom's in the kitchen cooking dinner. I'm helping her. And I, we had like the double door fridge. And so I went to close it that same night. And out of the corner of my eye in like the dining room area, I just saw like a black silhouette figure just like standing in the walkway. And I didn't leave the kitchen for like another hour. I was like, I don't, I don't want to know what this is. I don't want to know what I saw. Wait, didn't want to deal with it. I remember you told me this one. This, so it was like a shadow figure to the left, of, like to cl- the peripheral of your eye, right? Mm-hmm. And it was in, you said it was in the kitchen? So the our kitchen and our dining room were right next to each other. And so it kind of like flowed like kitchen into dining room, into living room. It was standing right next to the dining room table next to like this coat rack that we had in the dining room. It was just like right in between there. And like, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I like looked over to see if it was like, my dad or something and like my eyes were just being weird nobody was there nothing was there and I was like I was like not frozen in fear but like I didn't want to walk through that area but I yeah. had to to like get to like the other parts of the house that I needed to get to and so like I kind of just like chilled in the kitchen so it was behind the fridge like so you saw to the side of the fridge and mm-hmm. then you're like I'm not shutting this did you not even shut the fridge I can't remember what you so said I, sh- I shut the fridge and that's when I saw it so when that like the fridge was blocking the way I closed the door and it just is there Ooh, creepy yeah yeah uh, because I know you kind of didn't look right at it because you were like I I don't want to see this thing and get in some kind of freaky moment with this thing but was it did did, could you kind of tell like what like how tall it was or like did it look like it was like all black where like you couldn't see behind it or it was like kind of see-through or yeah it was it was pretty tall so the coat rack that we had was I think like between six and seven feet tall like it was just like a fancy like had a mirror and a bench seat and like all this stuff and it's it's pretty taller than I am and it was about the height of that thing and so I was like no one in this house is even that tall kind of thing and so it was just very very tall very ominous and like very just like pitch black solid figure was there did you say anybody else was in the house at all like um during this time yeah, so my mom was in the kitchen with me. So she was just like on the other side of the island. Um, I think my dad was in the living room watching TV and my sisters were off in their rooms or something. Oh, dang. Yeah. So it likes, it likes, it's not even like whatever this is was like, okay with you guys being around and still, you know how sometimes it'll pinpoint, um, did you notice it, like one specific person, but it, it wasn't doing that. It was like hanging around with everybody and. Yeah. What did you notice a top hat at all? Like any type I of didn't. figuring? Okay. It did not. I don't think it did. Again, this is like 10 years ago, but I don't don't remember there being yeah. like any hats or anything. Um, And other other sightings of this same figure haven't had a hat description. So. Okay. Yeah. Journal. He asked that question because I don't know if you've heard of the hat man, but like a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, shadow figures, you either get like the one without the hat, like the one you see, which is more just that common and like we I like to associate it with like the gin too. I don't know if you've heard of the gin, which is like a, 
it's mm-hmm. you know middle eastern um kind of folklore but yeah. also supernatural character and a lot of times it's kind of described as like a shadow character too so i wonder if like they're one and the same i'm just kind of trying to put that together but yeah the whole hat man thing is really interesting i'm glad it didn't have a hat because i feel like it's a lot more ominous when it has the hat i think it's a lot more mm-hmm. about the leader type thing but she hey this is ominous enough watch oh, yeah. there's a lot more to this story but uh, so really quick so how old do you think you were at that time um so this is like the first occurrence i think it was like a month after we got rid of the tri-school so I was still 12 I don't think I'd turned 13 yet and so it was I was still you know fairly young did you have did any of your family members ever have hauntings before this like your parents or anything not really um my dad's always been into like the paranormal and supernatural so like he's he he used to go out ghost hunting when he was my age nice. and so like he had experiences that was us too. that's awesome how's that too so he he definitely had experiences, but I don't think he ever had a haunting or he never told us. Um, and my mom never really had issues. Like, again, she had her own little experiences uh, around my age. Uh, but other than that, like, no one's really, we never really experienced anything of that caliber Yeah. in a place where that's like, we're supposed to feel safe in our home kind of thing. It was always like outside experiences, ghost hunting experiences little one-off occurrences, nothing to the degree of what happened in that house. I feel like though, when you start, like, like if your dad was into that for a while, it's kind of one of those things like same with us. That's why we're still into it right now. Is it still kind of like, it kind of follows you around. It's, I hope it doesn't. I, I'm knocking on wood that it's not around my house, my apartment right now. But, <laughs> but yeah. It, it's something that kind of hangs around, or at least if you're still interested in it, I think the energy's there and it just, I don't know. It, it's more. Yeah. Open. And, and like the weirdest thing too, is like, my dad is very, skeptical about it at the same time like he he believes in all that stuff he would go ghost hunting like we would always watch ghost hunting shows and all that kind of stuff but like when it came to the actual experiences in that house he didn't want to believe that it was happening yeah I wonder sometimes if that's like more of a coping thing because you're like you don't want to get into it you don't want to like you know get in the thick of it and stuff and you're kind of like oh it's just Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I feel like you give it when you you talk about it more it gives like more power to it sometimes and so he's probably just because yeah. that is an investigator so he's like no I'm just gonna leave it there and if it gets crazy it gets crazy and we'll we'll deal with it then you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah so and you didn't really believe before all this stuff very much like you didn't really have an opinion it sounds like I I was very skeptical I was very much so like I believe there's things out there that are unexplainable but it's never going to happen to me kind of thing so oh. So what happened next? Yeah, and like, what else? Where did, where did this go? Chronological, if you can, if you can remember, like different kind of started coming up. I definitely don't have a lot of like chronological stuff, but like we would hear, you know, weird things happening. Um, we one of the things that I can remember that was happening, like pretty pretty much from the beginning, shortly after that first experience. Sorry, real quick, uh, we had we had a wire just move by itself. Wire just moved by like, itself on the laptop. Still kind of doing it. Yeah, I'm going to test that out, but that was kind of strange. I looked down on my feet to see if the wire was next to my feet or something. It was, oh, there you go. Yeah, our there mouse go, wire folks. was just like moving by itself, like all just like, and it's not, it, it was, was moving up too, like, yeah, something like, like that. kind of like a snake. I'm like, all righty, a little strange. It's fine. It's probably <laughs> not. going to be like your dad, like, hey, you know, nothing's happening here. It's fine. It's more, yeah. it's good. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that would happen pretty much from the start and pretty much up until I moved out of that house like three years ago was our laundry room we had our washer and dryer on one side and then we had like a sink and like a cabinet set up on the other side and so we'd put our laundry baskets up on the counter when we weren't using them and we'd just be you know having dinner watching tv in the kitchen kind of thing and they would just fly off into the kitchen area out of nowhere freaky that was it was always just like little random things that would just kind of happen. Like we would hear running or footsteps or stuff like that. The next one that I can really remember, I'm losing my train of thought. Hold really, on. Really quick though, real quick. I think that ghostly entity, whatever it is, didn't like your bougie laundry laundry room, you know? It's like, Probably not. it's got the, it's and got like, the and everything. <laughs> and it was, and the thing is, is that it's a very nice house. It is not the kind of house that you like look at and walk into and you're like, oh yeah, this house is haunted. Like it's 10 years old, you know, Yeah. built very nicely by, you know, a very well-off like family and kind of stuff. And so it was, it didn't have that like 
cliche like oh yeah that house is probably haunted look is, the, is it poltergeist poltergeist if you've ever seen that movie it's from the 80s or like late 70s but yeah great movie. Mm-hmm. it was built on land that was native american burial ground so you know it's like maybe something similar happened to this house you know and, it mm-hmm. and at all, you know? yeah um but the next thing that i was going to talk about is that painting so oh, this was i was still in junior high i think it was like 13 or 14 at this point me my dad and one of my sisters were just sitting in the living room my mom was gone my other sister kind of lived with us on and off and she wasn't living with us anymore and so me my dad my sister were all just like in the living room chatting like we had just gotten home from school my dad had just gotten off of work um, and I'm sitting on the ground in like this archway that we had that led from like the front entrance of the house to the living room. My dad's leaning up on the other archway that's like kitty corner with it that led into like the dining room kitchen area. And my sister's sitting on the couch. Both of our cats are on the couch. And all of a sudden we just hear these really loud footsteps on the hallway above us. And as soon as it gets over our head, that painting just popped off the wall and hit me on the head. It just fell off, had never fallen before that, never fell after that, just off the wall onto my head and then the footsteps stopped oh my god and it was like heavy like something that was like 200 pounds or something just like boom, boom, boom. no yeah it was the, the footsteps were really heavy the painting itself is just like a canvas painting like it's not it's got wood in it but it's just like a can it's just like a little tiny little canvas painting and the footsteps were they were really heavy first we thought they were the cats but then we were like that's too heavy to be the cat and the cats are on the couch right yeah, next I'm, to us i'm glad you brought up the cats because i was gonna ask you like did they freak out were they acting weird in that moment because cats have this weird sense right like dogs do too but i think one of them booked it out of the room and like dipped into like another part of the house the other one just kind of sat on the couch like hair standing up like dang and that painting uh we'll have to get back to here in a little bit but uh it was you said it was like in a pretty secure setup right on the wall like you know how it's like it wasn't just sitting on a really small tack or something like that yeah it it had been up for about a year never fell off and then was up for another seven eight years until last summer when it got taken down and given to me not once did it fall again you know what's crazy is like uh your so your age during the time reminds me of a lot of like there's a lot of similar stories with adolescent girls like when they're especially what girls for some reason like when they're that 12 13 14 range um mm-hmm. that's when a lot of these like poltergeist type activity kind of happens and it really seems to attach itself to like girls for some reason in that adolescent mm-hmm. era maybe it's like a big emotional state you know how like when you're going through that timeline it's kind of tough for everything mm-hmm. and and there was there's a lot of emotions in that house there was definitely a lot of anger that resided in that house both family-wise and paranormal-wise. And so both me and my sister and my other sister that, again, lived with us on and off had some really weird experiences when my parents didn't really have that many. Right. And that's, that's why I brought that up. And I wondered if you were going to say that, cause like, um, I've done a little bit of research and like, there's, there's one, um, researcher who actually like believes that it's not paranormal, that it's something that, well, it is paranormal, but it's something that's coming from within the, the girls themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like during that time of high emotion and stuff when they're kind of changing and stuff. And I, I don't know if I believe that, but it's just interesting, especially if there was like three of you, you know, they're all kind of young. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the like the painting fell right on your head was like crazy. I'm like, it, like, it's like intentional that it fell on you, you know? It was very weird. And it sits in the back of my car to this day never coming in this apartment <laughs> we'll get to that no we'll get to that. but uh real quick because it makes me laugh but um but I remember okay so real fast so I remember there was another experience you said and so I'm not trying to steer anything but we just had these conversations there was something to do with a like a sliding glass door and like you sitting up in a certain room and it's like what a three-level place you said so mm-hmm. you want to yeah go on that one that one's the one that blew me away like when I heard that I like, no. yeah so there's since my sister came and visited the past over the past week, there's actually two experiences, one with me, one with my sister of that same sliding glass door and that same shadow figure. So my experience, I was, again, like 13, 14, maybe 15 years old. My sisters were out of the house. They were off being, you know, like 18 year olds. My mom's upstairs on the top floor. because We had a top floor, a main floor, and then a basement that had a walkout. So we had like a sliding glass door down there Mm -hmm. into the backyard. I'm on the main level in the living room, like the main family room. And my mom's upstairs in a secondary family room that we had. She's watching TV. I'm watching TV. We're like doing our own thing on different floors of the house. 
and we had security cameras around the perimeter of our house um, and one of them pointed to that sliding glass door on the outside kind of like that backyard area and that same security system had a little tablet that just like had like the four cameras like playing all the time so you could like look and like check and see what's going on um, it's a pretty old cheap outdated system but I'm sitting on the couch watching tv and I glance over at the screen just like out of habit and I just see that like a dark shadow figure standing by the basement door looking like what it was trying to break in and so my first thought is someone's actually there trying to break in exactly so I go run upstairs tell my mom what's going on she calls the cops we have them come out they search the whole area there's no footprints there's no evidence of anyone being there like there's nothing and so they ask can we see the camera footage and so I'm like yeah let me pull the SD card put it in my laptop that one singular timestamp file was corrupted of course everything around it before and after totally fine that specific timestamp couldn't access it wow energy it's like this massive energy surge or something you know I feel like they Mm -hmm. always find a way to destroy the evidence you know and it's horrible yeah I hate that because it makes everybody feel like they're crazy or something but it's uh it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing that's very common you know and And I don't I don't know if it's like actually they're trying to destroy destroy it or if it's just that like they need to manifest and so somehow they're like pulling that you know battery power they're pulling the you know electricity out somehow to like mm-hmm. gain that ability to show themselves you know because it's like all of a sudden manifesting but it's still kind of like a shadow figure you know mm-hmm. um, and it was by the fridge before so I'm wondering if it was like trying to steal electricity from the fridge or something it's just weird you, Do you know think it was the same entity by the way I think so um I think all of the sightings of a black shadow figure between me and my sisters has been the same entity especially because you know my sister saw it in almost that exact same spot by the basement door around the same time that like same time frame they were out in the hot tub late at night dark it's just my two sisters and they're sitting there chilling talking to each other and they look over at the basement door and they see a dark silhouette just standing there and so they both like look at each other like are you seeing this are you seeing this like is this real and they kind of just sat there for like a few minutes just like staring at the thing trying to see if it was real or not because it's pitch black we're in the mountains like it's hard to see out there and they didn't have the patio light on so it was just dark and like the hot tub lights was all that they had And so one of them eventually like finds the courage to like move and grabs her phone and turns the flashlight on. And as soon as she puts the flashlight on, it like just like missed a park. They saw it like literally disintegrate, like do like a detention in front of them. Did you ever did you ever have like um like you never saw clothing on this thing, right? Like no appearance of clothing uh, clothing or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Not that I can remember. Um they never mentioned anything either when I was talking to them about it recently, um, yeah. trying to like get stories for the podcast and stuff like that. And they never mentioned anything. So yeah, I, I think they would, that would stand out. The only reason I asked is because like I had one experience one time that could have been like a shadow figure, but it was like no face. It was a faceless guy, Ooh, but yeah, this one's tough. but he had like, um, he had like clothing on that was like eighties era clothing. Like, um, he was wearing hmm. like these, these high white socks and like these short jean, um, cut off jeans. And then um, like a gray t-shirt and then like a baseball cap, kind of like we're wearing now, like backwards, but it was like a blue baseball cap, but his face was just faceless. Like it was like a forehead going all the way down. Hmm. Um, And so like, I don't know. I just wondered if like, that's the next stage of like these shadow people, you know, if like all of a sudden you can start seeing clothing and stuff manifesting, but I I don't know what if not the same thing, you know? So I just like to ask. I often wonder real quick, Jamie too, just as like a random thought, but like the whole, because it's kind of just shadowy, but it seems real. It seems like completely solid in a way. It makes me wonder, I don't know if there's like a newer Twilight Zone um, episode that people should watch um, with the Key and Peele. Jordan Peele kind of helped do most of that show. And the very one of the episodes, it's like, uh, it's really cool. It has a cool twist, but there's the shadow figure around all the Hollywood stuff that they're filming. And you find out what he is at the end. But it's like, it's a twist that feels like an alternate dimension. It makes me wonder if there's like some weird connection where they're like sort of connecting to our dimension, but you can't fully see them. So they're trying mm-hmm. to get here. But the fact that that one seems like malicious, it seems, it makes me think it's more connected to the tricycle situation and whatever is attached to that, you know? Yeah. Real did, quick. Um, oh yeah. Go I ahead. was just going to ask, did you, did you ever ask your dad, like, um, well, did you tell him that uh, about the sliding glass door and all that, like the whole, that whole thing that went down and then did, if not, or if so, 
did he uh, decide like we should do some kind of like investigation and start asking questions like, Hey, what are you like? What are you doing here? Like, how can we help you move on that type of stuff? Yeah. So, um, after, you know, a few pretty, pretty solid experiences between me and my sisters, my dad decided to go on Amazon, buy an infrared camera, an EVP recorder, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And so we, he got very invested in it, like didn't still really believe what was happening, but like wanted to prove what was happening. So like he had something to believe because he's very much so like, I need evidence to believe it, not just like stories from like my teenage girls. (laughs) And so we buy an infrared camera and an EVP recorder and we, because a lot of experiences happened, like we would hear a lot of noises in the upstairs hallway where all of our bedrooms were. And so my three sisters and my parents' bedrooms were all on this same hallway on the top floor. And so he sets up the infrared camera just like right outside his bedroom door shooting down the hallway through my bedroom my sister's bedroom my other sister's bedroom and our bathroom and would just like record at night to see if he could like see anything anything like that nice um, you really had never... it set up in the hallway like that that's cool yeah, yeah. Uh, he we never really caught any figures for the most part just a lot of weird looking orbs and a lot of weird looking like mist things and then you know there were I think I don't remember a lot about the EVP sessions that he did because he did them in the basement and I didn't want to be a part of that I was like I'm not going down there like "Mm -mm, not happening um I don't know if he ever caught anything unfortunately with that um but we did catch a lot of like orbs in that upstairs hallway and in the basement I can picture your dad like he's like I don't know him or anything but I can picture him like you know he caught like all this crazy freaked up stuff and he's just like I'm not sharing this with the girls he got all these EVPs or like maybe <laughs> you know honestly I, I wouldn't be surprised probably not trying to freak us out more than we already were we already didn't love that house yeah. with everything that was going on in it and um, we all you know once we got to a point where we had a lot of friends were constantly gone so we didn't have to like experience what we were experiencing in that house so I know we didn't talk about this, Jamie. So just so everybody knows, she's actually my coworker, but it was cool because we started figuring out she has a, a huge experience from the past that I had no idea. We actually didn't know we were Supernatural fans until we started talking about it. You know, that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. But I had an experience, Jamie, when I was with my ex um, a long time ago. It was probably like, I don't know, maybe it was around that time, like 2013, 2014. And she, her mom moved into a split entry house down in West Jordan, which is in the actual city. And it's an older, it's an older split entry, you know, one of those old, kind of wood siding door or siding walls and they they rented it for really cheap and she had seven six kids at the time and so it was like one of those things where because my ex was the oldest of eight and mm-hmm. so there's all the young ones still there right and we go over to the house I haven't told this on the podcast this is actually pretty cool um but we go to that house and I literally walk into that place and it reminds it's reminded me of your place even though it's a totally different type of house because you walk in and it feels heavy and it feels like there's some kind of oppression and I, we've mm-hmm. been we were ghost hunters at the time a little bit. So I walk in and I'm like, there's something weird going on here. And I go up the stairs and I see her mom starts changing when she's there. She literally starts like going into a depressive kind of freaking like a, like a mental state in a way, like she starts losing her mind and all the mm-hmm. kids, they had rooms, right. But all the kids would sleep in the front room because they started getting freaked out about the bedrooms. And then her mom, and it would go down a hallway and her mom's room was on the far left. And she would start, she, she came in, she's like, Jen, which was my ex, Jaren, you come in here. There's like a devil on the wall. I can see it on the wall, like a devil face. And she's like, this place is really scary. And I'm like, I don't see a devil face. She's like, it's right there. She's pointing at it. So I started getting real freaked out. I'm like, this is not Yeah. And I'm like, no wonder the kids are sleeping in the, in the front room. And then the sliding door goes out to the back balcony right there where they all slept. And we did a ghost hunt. I brought my cousin and my friend over and they did a ghost hunt. And they literally all week, the whole time we caught knocks on the sliding door and up and down footsteps going up and down the stairs, like right by the entryway. And then down in the basement, the door would literally open from the back door in the basement. It would just open, swing open. We caught that all on camera and on audio. I wish Mm -hmm. I could find that. But also two rats that they used to have, they had pet like little rats or gerbils, whatever. They, one of them bit the other one's head off when they were down in the basement. I don't think you told me that. That's freaky. (laughs) I ate it almost ate it in half. (laughs) <laughs> this this was a scary situation and it felt very demonic when we finally figured out what it might have been the back shed where the sliding door they kept saying they saw a lady like floating around the sliding door but we opened up the shed in the back and 
there was satanic and red paint all inside the shed. So they didn't paint that back, but it was definitely creepy. So what I'm trying to say is like, it reminds me of your place because it feels like the land itself was a problem. And, mm-hmm. and that trike thing, like, I know you have some answers on that a little bit, or you think you might from that, your mom's friend, I think you said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to allude to that at some point. So in regards to like backstory again, I guess on the house. So the area that my house was built in, is it's still very like it's just houses there's no businesses there's not a lot of roads like it's very much like little town in the mountains kind of thing and the area that that tricycle was from again like the 50s 60s that area wasn't developed except for like hunting cabins and like a few like little vacation cabins that were up there so it's very much so like off the beaten path you had to know that area if you were gonna get rid of something like that because that specific part of town that I lived in there there were no old houses there were no leftover hunting cabins like nothing so I don't know if they were there at one point or if there never was because we still had a lot of those old hunting cabins throughout the rest of the city that people just like renovated in homes and so it was it was very much so you had to know the land to get rid of something like that and so kind of one of the working theories we had pretty pretty soon after we found that tricycle was that something bad happened to a little kid and that's why it was out there because one thing I didn't mention is the scrub oak was growing in and out of that tricycle so it had been there for decades at this point oh yeah and so that was kind of the running theory for a long time Um, and then there was one night I was home alone my parents were out doing something my sisters were off doing something I'm in that main living room watching tv and I just hear this really loud bang come from the basement and I couldn't move I was terrified I didn't know if it was paranormal or if there was someone in the house or anything like that so I'm calling my parents I'm like I'm not moving like come save me come get me like do something and so their thought process is that there's someone breaking into the house and so they call my mom's best friend who was a lot closer than they were to come to the house and so she brings her boyfriend at the time. They rush to my house. They, I let them in. Like, I finally, like, have the courage after, like, 20 minutes to, like, get up and, like, move. I let them in. They clear the house, like, make sure, like, safety-wise, everything's fine. Um, and the guy that she was dating at the time was very sensitive to paranormal things and stuff like that. I think he was part Native American. And so he had that kind of, like, yeah, like yeah, that background. Yeah, shout out Native mm-hmm. American That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so my parents get home, you know, we're all in the living room talking about what was going on and stuff and talking about weird experiences that we'd been having in that house. And he, he kind of like hinted, he was like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I like can feel something here. And it very much shows the spirit of a little girl. And that was like, I, that I just started crying when he said that. I didn't tell you this, Darren, but the second he said that, I just started like sobbing. I don't know why I was crying. Like I had no reason to be crying. I just started crying as soon as he said that. Like I just had like this huge, like gust uh, of energy. Yeah, I got, hit my I got chills as soon as you said little girl, cause I was thinking girl the whole time. I know that like a trike can be a boy or a girl, but like, I was just thinking like girl, like a little girl for some reason. And I was just thinking to like, this is the victim of some evil entity. And this guy is like mm-hmm. that shadow figure, the one that maybe hurt her or something. And like, he's still trying to control that area. Like he's, and, like, stuck, he's yeah. there, he thinks, know? he thinks he owns that like whole vibe over there. And like, but especially mm-hmm. the basement, from what it sounds like, he's like hanging out down there. And like, I can't imagine if you went down there by yourself, being a girl, not that you were like a little girl at the time, but being a girl going down there by yourself would be like so scary. Well, I know why. Because I think he'd come out and show himself. I, I know really why he didn't so. go down there, Jamie, because like maybe there's like an attachment thinking you're another girl that he could harm or something, right? Yeah. And it all of us hated going in that accident. Even my mom did. My dad didn't mind it. Like my dad's office mm-hmm. was down there on and off throughout the years of us living there. Like he was unfazed by this basement. The rest of us terrified to go down there at any point even in broad daylight like still didn't want to go down there so makes sense and yeah. uh it's weird that so he was like kind of clairvoyant where he was very in tune the, the gentleman that uh, was your mom's friends uh and um yeah. the american thing is pretty, pretty pretty powerful sometimes i feel like the reason me so me and my brother are part hopi um native american and so is my yeah. cousin sean so all three of us when we're together it's like this weird triad or pyramid of like of craziness and i feel like every time mm-hmm. we're together 
there's even more craziness that we sense or feel. And I've always been more in tune to like the emotional, like that part of it. Oh no, are you getting some weird noises out there? No, I got, I think my roommates have people over right now. So I'm just oh. hearing like screaming coming from oh, my gotcha. room. We, we don't hear it. Oh, you're good. So, but okay, good. Um, but uh, I was like, is there ghostly stuff happening right now? Like we can, no. by the way, you're not in the same house, are you? No, I'm <laughs> about 30 minutes north of that house. Um, yeah. So I'm very far away. Do you know who owns the house now? Like, did you guys, you guys sold it, obviously. You're not there anymore. No, no so my dad still lives there. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. He lives there with his new wife. My parents got divorced in like 2019. And um, so he, he still owns that house. As far as I know, that house goes to me when he dies. So you're going to burn we'll it. See what happens. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a cool house and it sounds like it's on cool land and stuff. Like, it'd be nice to just like, cleanse it somehow and be able to keep it you know yeah. at least have that asset you know but i like yeah. that there's some confirmation with the track with that gentleman because yeah when you yeah. run into people that are have have some of that sensitivity and they say a, a young girl like how are you supposed to dispute that especially with what you guys have seen and heard so it's yeah like- and like i i have two other experiences that kind of like solidified like the trike connection and the little girl connection Let's hear it. Um, yeah there was a one night i think it was like 17 so I was a a bit older at this point my sisters like this is like right before one of them moved out and so one of them was still across the hall from me and the other one was still down the hall from us it's like 11 o'clock at night I'm sitting in bed like scrolling through social media on my phone no sound is coming out of my phone I my tv was off like it was quiet my mom's asleep like it's nighttime on like a school day yeah and I'm just laying in bed scrolling on my phone and I just hear a squeaking noise come down the hallway get louder as it passed my bedroom and got quieter the further down the hallway it got I immediately panic like I sit straight up in bed I'm like what was that why is there squeaky sounds coming down the hallway and so I text my sister who's directly across from me to be like hey did you hear that and she said hear what so I text my other sister and be like did you hear that and she's like hear what and I'm like So no one heard what I just heard, the very loud squeaking noise that came down the hallway. And the only thing I can equate it to is that of like a squeaky tricycle squeaking down the hallway. That's crazy. That's, uh, that's, that's another solidified thing, like you're saying, but uh, especially like none of them heard it except for you. So I think, okay, so when did this part happen? Was this after she said you were, she was 17 or 18 or so this is after the, yeah, I was, I was about, I think I was like, I may have been 16, but I was definitely like a senior in high school when this happened. Dang. Hmm. See, and it's weird, like how it ramps, it sort of ramps down, it, it decreases in, in level when you start getting older, like me and Roman, I had a, I had a weird experience here at my place. Um, I feel like it was because I was super low emotionally for a while there. There was some weird stuff that happened. I think we've talked about this. Maybe we haven't. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. But um, most of the time, it's like when you're in that age, when you're like teenagers, it's like what we keep saying, but it's weird, you know, it's just, and I think there, maybe she was trying to reach out. This is what my thought process, maybe she's trying to reach out to you guys to try to warn you about the evil presence that's in the area i'm not sure but mm-hmm. uh, almost like she's like she's stuck in that area and she can't get out or it's like now, now you're finally like a stronger stronger person you know like that could actually maybe be formidable against whatever mm-hmm. this thing is that kind of keeps her down you know this happens so often there's always these stories with hauntings especially tell, your, tell yours rome about the one at that apartment or the the house you guys own in sandy down in the basement you yeah, I, don't, this part I don't think I ever told this on the podcast either. And it's kind of connected to my son. Um, I have a seven-year-old son when he was, uh, so we were living in this basement of our, of the house that we own out in Sandy. And it's this, it's this 1970s era house. Um, it's a twin home. So it's kind of connected to another house and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Same, you know, rooftop and everything. We were living in the basement and um, my son, like, I remember one, this was before I had my experience, but my son, like, and he was really little. This he was like two years before old. he could really talk Maybe and stuff. Max. Yeah, like he would he would make sounds and like make little like fake words that were not really words yet. You know, I um, called him yeah. back then. He'd be like diddle 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 diddle. Yeah, he diddle a lot. Diddle diddle diddle. But like, um, he had his little room and he had all his toys and stuff in there. And like, he started screaming one time. Like he got hit. like I heard like a sound and then he was screaming and I was I ran in there and he uh, actually no I wasn't there. My wife told me the story, uh, but I just I'm so connected to it. I was not home. I was working, but she said that like, uh, he started screaming and she went to check on him, find out what happened. And he said, like, he kind of mumbled in his own way. We kind of understood what he meant that somebody, some other little kid, some girl was playing with him and hit him with a, one of the toys. 
That's creepy. And we're like, what are you talking about? Right. And then I had, I had an experience. Oh, and then my wife also told a story um, of a time where, and she freaked out. Like she, she's like, I need to tell you another weird thing that happened. So I get home one time and she's like, today he, he was talking again about this like girl, like we're thinking, we're thinking imaginary friend, but when I think imaginary friend, I think it's like a real thing anyway, like some kind of spirit. Yeah. You me know? and Roman are both kind of like, that's a spirit probably. That's what we're thinking. Cause we're so like in tune with this, but you never know. And right? he was saying like, he was saying one time that like, uh, she, she got mad or something. The girl that he was playing with got mad and like screamed and like ran out the room and like went out the front door, like slammed the front door. So she, the room was like in the far end of the bill of the, you know, place. But like she screamed, ran all the way out to the front door and like ran out is kind of what he said. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who's this little girl? We can't because there's no little girls in that neighborhood either. Um, everybody he hung out with was like little tiny boys, his age kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and and then I had this weird like dreams thing that and I call it a dream thing, but I really think I was like it was a real situation that took place. I was laying in our bed, which is right next to the room he was in when that happened. And um, we had this little like closet, like out in the corner of the room. And I hate closets for a lot of reasons, just when they're open like that. I, I wish there was a door, like we didn't have a door on this one. It was just open. And right next to the closet, we had our dresser. And um, all of a sudden, like I, I wake up, I feel like I wake up from a dream and I look over to where that like closet is. And I see a little girl with red hair, red hair. She's probably like, like eight years old, 10 years old, somewhere in that range, more like 10, maybe. And she has red hair and she's wearing like that kind of like eighties era, kind of like Girl Scout cookie kind of outfit, but it's like, Mm -hmm. so she has a little hat and like the shirt with like the little tie, like a little bow tie thing that kind of hangs. And she's kind of sitting there and she has, I can see her blue eyes and she's kind of like peeking around from our dresser, right where that closet is. And I, so I'm seeing a child. I'm like, who is this kid in my room, you know, freaking out. And in my mind, like I scream out and I say, what are you doing here? You're scaring the crap out of me. Get out of here. Like I'm like full scared mode, you know? Yeah. I didn't actually say that, but like in my mind, I'm like, you're really scaring me and my family Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And she literally like perks up, her eyes get wide open. She screams a little bit and she runs out the room and, and the same direction is like where the front door is. So it was like the same kind of scream and run out as my son experienced when he's like, she screamed and ran out the front door. And when I asked him after I had my experience, I asked him, I said, what did she look like? And he said, red hair, like he said, like her hair red, like when he could barely like speak and stuff. And then as soon as he said hair red, I was like, oh, it's the same girl. It's like this little girl that was like playing with him from like, you know, maybe the eighties era. Somehow she's hanging out in this house and we, Mm -hmm. that was a seventies era house. We didn't really um, have any history. I looked up history to see if there was anything to it that, you know, if anybody died in that house or anything and I couldn't find anything but it was weird though and I was like I really that was one of those moments where I'm like am I dreaming am I awake but it really felt like I was awake you know so to segue yeah. I mean, what yeah. do you what do you think let me ask you like did you have any at your place and we'll, we're getting pretty close to ending this I know it's getting it's getting pretty far into it but did you have any sleep paralysis situations there like where you had those creepy dreams and like you couldn't get up and stuff like that yeah, so I only ever had one like really like solidifying like creepy dream that turned into sleep paralysis. The weirdest thing is that I would get sleep paralysis in that house all the time, like very frequently, never in any of the houses that I lived in prior to that. And ever since I moved out of that house, I've not had one single instant of like sleep paralysis. Yeah. But there was one time that like really, really stands out. So I was about, I think I was 17. It was my senior year of high school. I had an awful cold and so I was sleeping in the basement we had one singular room down there like I said like it was sometimes my dad's office sometimes it was a guest room um and so I was staying down there because I didn't want to like wake up my family with like my horrible coughing it was the basement at this point in time I was terrified of it Um, and that room ultimately became my bedroom when I was like 19 to like almost 21 and I never had any experiences when I was living in that room but before then never wanted to be in there so I was sleeping with the light on and the tv on because I was like I don't want to hear or see anything that I am not (laughs) supposed to be seeing or hearing yeah I just want to sleep wake up the next morning and go to my room and so I'm I fall asleep again lights on tv's on and I vividly remember this dream I was just like in this like dark cave type thing and at the end of the cave there was like a little girl like back to me little girl kind of thing and so I in the dream I'm walking towards this little girl like I'm in my mind I'm like trying not to but like my body's just going in this dream 
And I grab her shoulder and turn her around and I wake up and she's standing at the foot of the bed. The TV's off somehow and I can't move. And I'm just like stuck staring at this little girl that's just like, it was so weird. And like, she's had like this like white dress on, was just standing at the foot of the bed, just like staring at me. What did she look like? And it was, she, so she had dark hair. So she had like brownish hair. It was pretty long. She was fairly short. I want to say like, between like five and seven years old I couldn't really tell and like she had like a white dress on um and was just like soaking wet Mm. just like standing there that's creepy I wonder was there like a big body of water in the area not really um there was like a pond about 10 minutes north of where we lived but that was in like an entirely different town and so like I can't yeah, pace can't really like, find the water connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there, there's so many like small towns right there and stuff. There's like Fillmore, there's Selena, or Selena, I think is what it's called. There's like all those places right there, right? And so it's like, oh, it's, that's like way further south. So it's like, yeah, it's further south. Yeah, yeah. And... but I feel like it's just it wasn't fully developed all the way back then compared to how it is now. So, so there, there could have been water and yeah. ponds and like, like centuries and ago, he could yeah, he could have drowned some little girl. Well, in there. I, I, yeah. think, I think a place like that is fits like, like like a hunting cabin, like you were saying, or like um, kind of just a cabin you go to ex- escape and stuff. Sometimes they just have like water wells too, like to oh, get shoot. to get water and yeah. everything. The it's entire super, city. It's super creepy. Entire, I didn't interrupt sorry. you, but I was just going to say it's super creepy because my grandma has this. Um, she went to a psychic one time and we're really close with our grandma. She's like one of our favorites. She's like a second mom to us. And she, um, my, my mom is very clairvoyant and so is my grandma. They have this weird connection, connection yeah, with like spiritual things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, my grandma went to this, this medium psychic medium and, and she was like trying to get like a past life regression situation happen. And one of her past life uh, regressions, it's weird because you're bringing this up now with the wet thing. When you first barely started talking, I was like thinking of my grandma's past life thing that she went through. She was a little girl, like probably about that same age. And she was in a well. And she had this evil like farmer dad that was like really, really evil and just like put her in the well and let her die down there in, in this past life that she experienced. And she lived through it. Like she went through this, like several different past lives. One of them, she was like this ancient native American lady. And then one of them, she was a, this young, like five, six year old girl that got thrown in the well. And I'm just sitting there thinking like that, it keeps coming to my mind as you're telling like the wet story and you know, the five or six year old. Mm-hmm. And it could be like that because it's like an old farm slash like, you know, that'd be um, scary if it was whatever. my grandma. Because I mean, if it was in the not 30s, saying it is, but I don't know, she was in the 30s when she was born. So maybe it happened in her late 20s and then she yeah. got born again. Who knows? That'd be scary. But yeah, you bringing up the well reminds me that entire town that I lived in runs off of well water. There's two wells that provide water for the town. Like we're not on the grid in regards mm-hmm. to like waterways. It's just well water. So that's the perfect, honestly, you guys, I know this is like Unsolved Mysteries and we're trying to solve it right now in 2020. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think we're putting the pieces together. So whoever you are, young lady, a uh, young girl, I hope you get, I hope she gets clarity she and gets out of that place, place because I feel like sometimes when you get murdered and I hope this isn't true, I really don't, I don't want this to be true, but it's just so it's the connections are so close every time I hear about these stories where there's like an oppressive figure over this small girl or over the small yeah. en- entity and they can't get away. And the reason I'm saying that is because real quick, when I was staying over at Rome's place where he had that red haired girl running around the, the Girl Scout, I'll just call her. I would get nervous sleeping over there and I didn't know why. And then I woke up mm-hmm. one time, I was sleeping in the front room where she would take off running by the by the front door. And I would feel a, a, a presence like what you're talking about, like a shadowy, big, tall presence. And that's what yep. I was always picturing it like going like this, like I'm sitting here and I know you guys can't hear me audibly, audibly, but I I picture myself like looking over and waking up and there's like a face looking at me, like a dark, oppressive face. Yeah. So I used to have to turn towards the couch. Like I'm like, I don't want anything to look at me right now, you know? Yeah. And that, that house just, it always felt so dark and heavy whenever you walked in, like even like my friends that would come over, they'd be like, we don't like going to your house. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't want to be here either. But I recently went back to that house for the first time in two years, almost to like the exact date for my birthday. Yeah. And it felt lighter. It did not feel the same. It still felt creepy and eerie and not right, but it just felt lighter somehow. And I think it's because me and my sisters, we haven't lived there for years. So do you think whatever it is, your dad and and his new wife that you mentioned, do you think that they are privy to some of this i'm sure they are they're living there so they they got to be privy to some of this stuff and like 
do you think they have the ability to kind of like help cleanse it somehow? Like, or do you think that they would contribute to like the negative side? I'm not trying to get into your family stuff, but like, you know, just like, what do you think would happen with, when you guys are not around from them? If they're having their own experiences over there, what do you think they would do? I not exactly sure what's going on in that house since okay. I've kind of like distanced myself from that whole part of my life. I will say, you know, my dad's been going, working through his own issues and has become a lot lighter of a person as well. Um, and his new it. wife, yeah, his his new wife is Russian. And so she's brought in a lot of like old Russian artifacts into that house. And oh, I, wow. part of me wonders if that has something to do with it feeling so much lighter and not as creepy as it used to feel. But I think for the most part, my dad always just tried to brush off any experiences that he had. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's still doing it. Well, and it didn't affect him like it affected you ladies, you know, like you, you grew yeah. up, and especially like not a, a older lady, it'd be like something like a young girl. I remember you're saying one more thing about like a scratch on somebody's back. I can't remember what you're saying. So yeah, tell me that because I wanted to. Uh, yeah, I was, I was telling that you that the other day. So when my sisters was, oh, when my sister was in town, we were talking ghost stories and stuff. She told me about a time, that same bedroom where I saw that little girl that ultimately came like my bedroom, her and my sister were down in the basement doing like our weekly chores and stuff. Like we pretty regularly had to go into the basement. We just, didn't want to like we tried to avoid it at all costs or like Wait, you guys had chores? With us. what the heck yeah that's awesome yeah. <laughs> so did we, bro. sorry to interrupt yeah, you like, we have to like bathrooms, the basement. vacuuming <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um and so you know my sister had to do chores so my other sister is like come with me please like I don't want to be down here by myself come hang out with me while I do these chores and so my sister's doing her chores and my other sister is sitting on that same bed same exact bed that I had my experience in. She's just sitting on it while my sister's cleaning and she just feels like this burning on her back. And like, it's starting to hurt really bad. And so she tells my other sister and is like, hey, like this hurts. Like, can you please look at my back? And so she pulls up her shirt and there's just three scratch marks down her back. Just like bright red, fresh, oh, like. That That is so, such a common thing. I'm, I'm sure you know, cause you, you know, your dad and, and you knowing that, history paranormal stuff and everything it's just such a common thing and it's always like it's burning and then mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you're being scratched from what i from what i've been told it just feels like there's this burning sensation and then all of a sudden you look and you got these three marks you know these three scratch mm-hmm. marks sounds pretty creepy to me sounds pretty yeah. evil to me but i'm not gonna inter- yeah. you know, interject my you know yeah. and I, think, I think i don't know <laughs> to finalize this whole thing that's crazy because these are amazing stories real quick two questions have you had any paranormal experiences where you're at now are you good on that where I'm at now, no. Um, outside of that house, I've definitely had a good handful of experiences. Um, the the town that we lived in just it it had a lot of dark things happen. Um, it was it's a very religious town, and so there were a lot of suicides from a lot of the teenagers that were living there. And the more that it happened, the darker it felt. And so that whole town just like kind of has an air to it of just like heaviness and sadness and so you know my my roommate that I live with now she grew up in the same town she's had her own experiences in that city like it's just I haven't had anything where I'm at now because it's a brand new apartment so yeah fingers crossed that nothing happens here um it's a very upper middle class like good little religious town from where I live um Everything that happened within the town was they did it in their own homes kind of thing. Um, My parents were on the EMS team in that town. And so they went on a lot of those calls and experienced a lot of that. And I think that may have been a part of it, of them bringing back that energy into our house. Yeah, that's scary. So I'm glad you haven't had experiences where you're at now. Yeah, Um, me too. I will say there is something you've had experiences with that is more current and it's the I, I don't know if you've had experiences, but you've been dodging those experiences because um, she said she had that painting, right? She's keeping that painting in her car. Isn't that correct? Like, how did that happen? Because it was on the wall. It hit your head. Then what happened? Like, how do you have it in your, your trunk now? Because I heard you have it in your trunk. Yeah. So it's it's in my back seat. So kind of how it came into my possession is um, growing up, we had a Labrador. Her name was Icy. We love her so much. Um, last July, she unfortunately passed away. She was 
pretty old. And those paintings that we had, we had that one and a few others in the living room. They were just like of Labradors. I don't know why my dad bought them. We got the dog and he was like, I'm going to decorate the house with pictures of Labradors. That's what I'm going to do. And so when she died, we all go back to Payson, go to the vet, say goodbye, all that kind of stuff. And he had taken those paintings down and gave them to me and my sisters. And I somehow ended up with the one that fell on me. (laughs) And so I threw it in the back of my car. Didn't want to bring it into the apartment that I had at that point in time. Don't want to bring it into the apartment that I live in now. I just recently bought a car about two weeks ago and it somehow ended up in that car and it's going to live there for the rest of eternity. I'm not bringing that in the house. It's funny because I was thinking like I was, I was, so before we did this podcast, I was talking to my brother a little bit and he was telling me just a tad about the painting and I knew nothing else about this, but the painting for sure. And I was sitting there thinking, why, why would you put something that could possibly be cursed in your car that could cause like a car accident, (laughs) but maybe it's a protection thing. Like, how do you feel about this painting? Is it like, does it give you like a, like a good feeling or a bad feeling? So I think that things are canceling each other out. So I think three years ago, um, I got in a huge fight with my with my dad and I like left his house, went to my mom's house and my stepdad gave me this necklace that had a crystal on it. And I, for some reason, put it in my car. Nothing bad ever happened in my car after that. Like I used to get speeding tickets, car accidents, like flat tires, all this stuff. That necklace has been in every car that I've had since and nothing bad happens in it. Like I have like a very like strong connection to it of like, this is what's protecting me. And so I think if there is anything bad with that painting, it's like canceling each other out. Yeah. You're having like a constant war in your car. There's like the good forces from like the crystal (laughs) and there's like the negative forces from the painting. And they're just like, they're like, when you're not there, they're just fighting each other. But I think that's true. I think the crystals have, especially if it comes from a good source from, you know, a loving side. There's like a magnetic Mm -hmm. crystals. You can, you can take that crystal out during like a a thunderstorm and it like recharges it, you know, it gives like Mm -hmm. that electricity in the air and sucks it in. And it, that's pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. But I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it's there. What are your plans? Are you just going to keep it there forever? Like you said, (laughs) the 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 painting? painting. Yeah. Um, probably I like, I have a connection to it, you know, like it's for one, it's a great story to have. Be like, why do you have this painting in your car? Oh, let me tell you this. (laughs) If you're the designated driver, it's kind of tough. It's like, look, just put your feet over the painting. Don't touch it. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just sit there. And I say we give, I say we reach out to Zach Bagans. He has like that whole museum (laughs) of cursed items. Let's just reach out. Do you want to buy this? Like, even if it's like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks, you'll get some money. Then it'll be in his museum. You can go visit it again you know no. he'll be like i've always wanted a picture of two golden retrievers to put in my museum <laughs> <laughs> Willa, yeah, yeah i i don't know what i'm gonna do with it like i there's a there's like a part of me that like doesn't want to get rid of it but like i don't want to bring it in my apartment because i don't want to bring anything into this apartment yeah so. i don't know i think you know maybe there is like a more of a deep connection to it in some way without you even realizing it but i, I am with you though like i i'm not throwing the Ouija boards, you try to throw them away and they don't get, they don't d- get destroyed. We've had it happen with mm-hmm. parents, like on one of our podcasts, they talk about it. So maybe there's something with that painting that has some kind of weird connection where it's like not going to get destroyed. You can do whatever you want to it and it might show back up in your car. So maybe there's a reason you're just keeping it there. I don't know. I, don't know. You can try, try, try throwing it away one day and see what happens. You know? How about, how about if, if you ever decide to get rid of it or sell it or something, just tell us, or if you bring it into your apartment or whatever. Just give us a heads up on what happens because we'll we're curious. Update. We'll do yeah. an update on the Instagram story or whatever for our podcast. And yeah. Share it, you know. But yeah, what? So what do you think of all of this? Like, uh, are you feeling like um, have you have you had some clarity from being at that house? Do you feel more comfortable? Do you think it's a? Uh, I guess where are you at with it right now? Like paranormally, how do you feel about like your supernatural journey? You probably don't have to. You're probably not thinking about anything. I don't know. I'm just asking you where you stand right now. It is definitely nice to talk about these things with people who are fully believing in it kind of thing like I always tell people these stories because you know, like they're they're fun stories to tell but you know I have a very like select few people in my life that are like yeah I've like fully believe that this happened to you and yeah. um, so it's nice to like talk about it and like get other people's input and stuff like that because other than my sisters like there's not many people that like know what like we experienced kind of thing um, and like I said, like I went back to that house recently for the first time in two years and mm-hmm. it felt a lot different. Don't ever want to be there alone ever again. Yeah. Uh, but it's 
a part of me is glad that I had those experiences because like I got to experience something like that and felt a lot of emotions that probably weren't my own in that house and like kind of experienced you know different things and it I don't know it's just a it's a very dark experience everything that went on in that house ghost wise but like it's a really cool I get that. I, I love that you said that because um, there, there's all of us as people are very focused on our own emotions and, and how we feel. And like, we're so tunnel vision on, on our own lives. Right. And stuff. We do care about our family and friends and stuff, but like, there's something um, like an empath nature to that, like where you all of a sudden feel other people's feelings a lot more. And it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of imposed, like you didn't really ask for it, but it is a cool experience because now listening and understanding somebody else's situation a little bit more and like really having that empath situation where you can kind of feel for them and try to help, you know, that's pretty cool. That is, and it's powerful because mm-hmm. not everybody has those experiences. Like you said, it's, it's rare, you know, there's, that people there's, do. There's something about real quick, Jamie, there's something about like where we open ourselves up to it. I think, um, I don't think everybody has these experiences I th- and that's why people are like, I don't mm-hmm. believe in ghosts, like you're up in the night, but I think if there's a third eye thing or whatever, where we open up that chakra, whatever you want to call it, where it happens to us and it's Mm -hmm. hereditary. Some of it's just you being open to it, but I think uh, it's kind of cool. Like I've always wanted to be like a fly on a wall of somebody else's life. So I think it's cool that you maybe experience, even though it's scary, you experience probably more of a murder situation than somebody that's gone through some really tough times, but Mm -hmm. it's cool to carry it with you because one day like this stuff right now might help somebody. That's the cool thing. It might help somebody that's going through something similar, you know, and then they might talk to that entity a different way and it might actually give that thing clarity who knows you know yeah. but yeah we're we're thankful that you came on those are some pretty crazy experiences you had and yeah thanks for coming on our show for sure i know that we're keeping you it's like it's getting kind of late so we're, we're getting late we didn't sure. really we didn't really tell you like what time we're quitting or whatever so you know hopefully no, we're you're good and stuff the roommates are out there like where the heck is she like we're waiting for her to come out here and hang She's out supposed to be rolling the dice on that jumanji game that we just no no jumanji, <laughs> no jumanji. not happening <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you for being on here, Jamie. Um, I guess. Yeah, thanks for having me. Any final thoughts on your end or anything like that? Oh, really? I mean, you know, cool experiences and supernatural stuff, which I'm sure is probably not done for my lifetime, but Don't you have out a ghost through. tattoo, by the way? I do, yeah. Hey, join the club. I got one on my hand. <laughs> See that? Look at, yeah, Rome's nice. got the little. I got like the little, it's like the Pac Man one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. My wife did that on me. It's a little, just a little, little stick and poke style one. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate, you know, you know, coming on the show and telling your stories and stuff. And they were pretty cool, pretty cool stories. And um, let it keep us posted if anything changes, you know, if stuff goes on yeah. like future because i i don't think we're going to rule out that stuff could happen for you but just don't bring that painting in the house yeah i'm not trying to lose jamie so uh you know i'll just ask her those questions as much as i can but uh but yeah no we appreciate you being on for sure is there is there anything you want to plug at all like anything that you want to you know throw out there any fun things you're doing or anything that you want people to look into not really all right i'm not not on like i exist on social media but i'm not don't post. I, I thought you were so. gonna say like rapping. Like I have this new rap album, guys. Was, like, yeah, I'm a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper, actually. Uh, I was thinking she was gonna say roller derby, like wrecking fools, you know, like rolling around a roller derby, just like boom, elbowing people. I mean, sweet, but you know, dang, sad day. Not really. <laughs> no, we appreciate you being on, and uh, yeah. thanks for thanks again, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be signing out. But uh, okay, we'll see you later. Okay, Thank see you, Jamie. We'll talk okay, to you. See bye. you. Bye. I want it.
I wanna roll.